Welcome back to the Innovator Podcast, the female entrepreneur series that dives into the stories of how women founders tackled hardship and difficulties to ultimately find success. My name is Erica Sullivan, and I am the host of the Innovator Podcast, and today I'm welcoming Tamika Bickham. Tamika is an award-winning TV journalist, video producer, storytelling strategist, and most recently the founder and host of the Lift You Up podcast. If that weren't enough to keep her busy, she's also the owner and chief storyteller of TB Media Group. So Tamika, welcome to the Innovator Podcast. Hi, Tamika. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Innovator Podcast. I am so excited to talk a little bit about your career, your new podcast, TV Media Group, and everything in between. Um, So can you start us at the very beginning? What was your early life like, and how has your story evolved to get you where you are today? Well, first, let me say thank you so much, Erica, for having me on your podcast. I really appreciate it. I'm excited to be chatting here with you. Um, But yeah, my story and how I've gotten to where I am. Should I take it back to the beginning? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. (laughs) I will. Um, I mean, I'm originally from New Jersey, so I'm in Miami, Florida right now. Um, And I've always just been someone who's very interested in storytelling and nonfiction long format storytelling. Um, So that's what brought me down to the University of Miami for college where I double majored in broadcast journalism and theater. And I kind of dove right in um, right away my freshman year and I got involved in our local campus or our school of communications television station called UMTV. And I was doing everything from producing to hosting Uh, shooting, editing, and really got my hands involved in everything there from the broadcast journalism side of things. Um, While I was in college, I actually had the opportunity to intern at CNN in Los Angeles, and that was the summer of 2009. I don't know if you remember, but that was the summer that Michael Jackson died, and which was absolutely totally insane in Los Angeles pretty much one of the biggest superstars of our time, um, having this tragic death. So I actually, and, and it sounds really morbid to say, because um, I don't mean it like that, I'm a huge Michael Jackson fan, but something like that happening as a journalism student in an awesome internship at CNN, I really got some really great hands-on experience um, handling major, like worldwide breaking news. and. PAing like the show for Anderson Cooper and working with the big national correspondents. So um, that's when I was really like, oh, I love the adrenaline rush of this. And I really just love news. And um, my senior year, I came back to South Florida after a summer in, in LA and doing that, that internship. And I interned at the local ABC affiliate here, WPLG. And it's funny, I got that because the assistant news director there Um, was my, excuse me, my professor in college. And he's like, you're the best writer in my class and you're going to work for me one day. So he gave me the only internship that the station offered at that time. I got that. And when I graduated from college, I wasn't really sure that I wanted to be on camera. You know, I think a lot of people get into the journalism, broadcast journalism business um, because they want to be on TV. Everyone has their own their own path, their own reason. Mine was because I truly like love writing. I've been always been a really strong writer, and that is the piece that I enjoy. I love like 
speaking to people, learning about them, and really crafting a story from beginning to end. And I had a fear of actually being on camera. So I really, I just wasn't comfortable. I was like, oh, I can be a producer and producers write. So do reporters, but it was really my assistant news director slash my professor who said, you know what? You're attractive, you're good on camera. You just need to build up your confidence. Like do it, do it while you can. If you don't like it, you can do something else. So I said, okay. And I applied, and this is at the time when um, we're literally still printing like our reels on DVDs and mailing them to the stations. <laughs> we weren't like putting them on YouTube or I don't know what's done now. Everything wasn't quite as digital. Like in college, we were still learning tape to tape as well as um, nonlinear editing as well. But anyways, so I'm dating myself, right? So <laughs> printing all these DVDs, I'm editing my reel, like printing the label on it with like my name and phone number. And I sent it out to 80 plus TV stations around the country. And I probably got two or three calls back from really small markets. So it was a lot of work and it was really difficult to get that first on-air gig. And I got a job in Montgomery, Alabama. And I guess out of the other stations that had reached out, which was like a really small market in Louisiana, um, that one was not so bad because it was kind of like a middle-sized market um, that, you know, I was in the state capital and could cover state politics and really grow and learn a lot. So I ended up going there and had the opportunity to work with a photographer. So I wasn't doing everything myself. It wasn't one man banding it as we call it in the industry. Um, but that's really where I learned and I grew and I had the opportunity to tell some really cool stories from going undercover to doing some longer form investigative pieces and really diving into my writing, which I loved. Did my two years there and all along, especially my last six months there, I was really, um, I, I stayed in touch with that assistant news director slash professor that I told you about. Uh, his name is Steve Owen, might as well give him a shout out because he was a mentor to me all along. And as I was in uh, Montgomery, Alabama, I would send him my work, like, here's what I'm doing. He'd be like, okay, you need to work on this. And I would go back and work on it and send it back to him and, you know, keep doing that time and time again. And I had a couple of opportunities when I got to my two-year mark and I had now in my contract where I had a bunch of different interviews and a couple of different TV station offers all in like top 20 markets. And I was blown away because I had really gotten comfortable, worked on that confidence that you mentioned and um, really felt strong and had an opportunity to really make a big jump, make a lot more money and uh, be on TV reporting in front of a lot more people, a lot larger audience. So all of that happened. And then all of a sudden they, he gave me a call and said, Hey, we have a job for you back here in Miami. <laughs> so I said, well, Miami, my friends, where my friends are, where I went to college, where I know a bit about the market, where I can see my University of Miami Hurricanes play, I'm there. So <laughs> I ended up back in South Florida, um, reporting for WPLG, the local ABC affiliate, um, early mornings, waking up at 2 a.m. in oh my gosh. Yes. And work at 3 a.m. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll speed this up here, but yeah, I did another two years in Montgomery, Alabama, or I'm sorry, in here in Miami at the ABC affiliate. And I just got to a point where I was like, I love storytelling, but 
you know, in a market like this, which is similar to a market like LA or a market like New York, it's breaking news, breaking news, breaking news. And you have like 10 hours of news you have to fill a day. And I just, I didn't feel fulfilled because I didn't feel like I could do the type of work I really wanted to do, which I would call storytelling on my terms, right? Like you're, you're telling stories of shootings and break-ins and smash and grabs and hit and runs and police chases. And for me, I just wanted to feel like I could make a little bit more of an impact. So I actually ended up leaving. Um, I asked them to let me out of my contract because I was only halfway through uh, my contract at that point. And I didn't want to go to another station. I wasn't trying to go to a competitor doing anything like that. I just kind of wanted to find myself and figure out what the next step was for me, which was definitely scary because I didn't have anything else. And I guess I was, you know, kind of going through what we call at that time, a quarter life crisis, right? Like, I'm not happy doing this, but what does that mean I'm going to do? And I saved up a little bit of money and they let me out and I just took some time off, not too much, but like about two months before I started doing some freelance work to kind of figure out what was next. And I would say everything that happened since then is what I would call a process of elimination, (laughs) trying different things and seeing what stuck, you know, a little bit of freelance PR for different types of clients. Didn't love that. Um, I ended up being the storyteller for the New World Symphony for a year and a half, which is our local symphony on Miami Beach. Um, And I was creating all their video content, blog content, social media content. And I loved it. I had so much fun. Grew there, but I said, hey, I need more of a challenge. And then I went to local government where I handled marketing and communications for the Miramar Cultural Center. But since I was going from the symphony to the cultural center at a city, I felt like I could still kind of lean on um, my theater arts uh, second major that I also had in college. So it was kind of nice to be able to explore another field that I love just as much as journalism and storytelling and actually kind of combine the two. So um, yeah, I mean, kind of fast forward to now, I ended up actually getting laid off at the city and I had started my business on the side (laughs) while I was at the symphony about two years prior to getting laid off. And that was a really difficult time because I was like, I wasn't convinced. I I never, I didn't start my business saying like, Hey, I want to have a business full time. I did it to, because somebody literally saw that I was good at something and asked me to do it. I guess Mm -hmm. you call me an accidental business owner or an accidental agency owner, (laughs) which I think happens to a lot of us. So Um, I said yes to my very first video production project and I did it. And then from there I had another client ask me for something and another client and I would just take on one project at a time and just, you know, it was a nice extra income I could save or use the money to travel. And it also gave me a nice, you know, extra bit of joy in my life, something that I could look forward to outside of my job. And, but then fast forward to getting laid off, I'm like, well, do I go back and find another job? Because I really wasn't that happy in the last one. And, or do I go ahead and try to give this a try? Like this is, I felt like this is the universe telling me or pushing me in the direction that I should go. And when else am I going to take the opportunity to do something like this? Like I wasn't in a sense brave enough to make the leap on my own and just say, okay, bye, I'm going to quit. And, um, It was almost like I needed that push. So Mm -hmm. I kind of did some soul searching and 
I said, hey, this is this is life showing me. So here I am about a year and a half into full time with my business TV media group. That's so funny because I actually I interviewed Kate Pearson a couple weeks ago and her episode went live last week. Um, and she had a very similar story that she had this passion that she wanted to do and she didn't actually do it until she was laid off. So I think that's so funny that it's like that's really the push and the universe telling you this is what you're meant to be and what you're meant to do. It's just it's crazy to me that you guys' stories were so similar in that sense. Yeah, I mean, I think sometimes we kind of fight ourselves on what it is we really want and what we really feel like is our purpose. And that's something I'm still learning and, you know, kind of coming to realize over the last few months. You know, every time you kind of have those feelings in a job or in a certain situation that doesn't feel right, you're like, well, no, you kind of like push it to the side and ignore it. Um, But yeah, I mean, a lot of us are... excuse me, aren't, don't necessarily have that. It takes some bravery, right? Like we don't all have that in us just to say, okay, I'm going to go for it. I mean, a lot of people do, which is great. And um, I think I had it in me, but I didn't give myself enough credit. Mm -hmm. And I grew a lot stronger because of the circumstances that happened because now Mm -hmm. that minute I'm like, okay, there's nothing I can't do. Yeah. Absolutely. So you talked a little bit about TV Media Group and really what led you there from, you know, graduation through your TV career now to TV Media Group. So can you talk a little bit about what you do and kind of what your role is now in your own company? Yeah. So um, we started as really, you know, again, I was working full time. And at that time at the New World Symphony, I uh, kind of was like a Uh, a one-man band in a sense, like shooting and editing video on the musicians and writing blog content and social content. So there was one day when I was out at an event with the New World Symphony, but there was someone from um, a local city who was at that event and said, hey, we need a video because they saw me shooting. Can you do this for us? And I was kind of at the right place at the right time. So that was really how my company started (laughs) literally somebody asked me and I kind of brushed it off I was like oh no 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 like I don't do that you know and I had a friend of mine who said no yeah you should do it (laughs) so um you know once we were kind of negotiating this very first deal and first client that I had I was like well I guess I better come up with an LLC (laughs) so I went on to like sunbiz.org what should be my name like it was it was seriously like that and just because somebody asked me but I I was like well if I'm going to do this let me set everything up the right way form my LLC create my business bank account and that first project was a video project and it was actually it was for the city of Sunrise in Broward County in South, in South Florida. And it was a program for their Sunrise Leadership Academy, which is a group of high achieving um, high school juniors and seniors um, that they, you know, put through this program, basically centered around uh, civic engagement, civic leadership. And they partnered them with senior citizens in the community and had the, the high school students teach the senior citizens how to use social media and the internet which is why it was called Cyber Seniors. Mm -hmm. And it was basically like this mini documentary we produced about this program. But they um, submitted the video along with their application to the U.S. Conference of Mayors to City Livability 
award and they won first uh, top five cities of their size around the country. So it was like that type of work that I was always looking for to do, to tell stories, authentic nonfiction stories about my clients like that. And then won them a grant award and they presented it to the city commission and received additional funding to continue the program. So it's really how it started as far as a full service video production company. Um, and then since then, it's really evolved into, um, I'd say, a full service marketing agency, but really with a focus on storytelling. Um, I have some on my team who are also former journalists. So we really care about the story, the why, and making sure we're really fleshing that out and developing that story for the clients. Um, and then on the content. So we still do the video content, but we also do a lot of social media content and written content, whether it's copywriting for websites or copywriting for blogs and social media. That's awesome. So when did you actually start? So what year was it when you started the TV media group? We started, let's see, it was December 14th. I can tell you the exact day. <laughs> um, <laughs> 2015. So we will actually be five years old this year in December. Oh, wow. That's crazy. And you've been working on it full time ever since then, you know, just kind of growing and evolving with the company? No, it's actually been about a year and a half full time. So wow. the first almost two years, just shy of two years, I guess. Um, or no, about two years. Yeah. Two, no, first two, sorry, three years, I was working full time. For wow. a little bit of years. Yeah, I was working full time and then I got laid off. So I had incorporated my company while I was working full time. And then when I got laid off, I said, well, I'm going to go full time with this thing. Um, so it's really actually only been about a year and a half because, I mean, when I got laid off, I only had about three months in the bank. I mean, I didn't really see it coming and um, I wasn't prepared for it. It wasn't like I had a lot of runway and I had to get creative. I mean, even in the beginning I was doing everything from just like writing simple copy for brochures. Like I did this plastic surgeons brochure that like trifold brochure that they needed, but Hey, we need somebody to like write it and lay out the photos. I call my friend who's a graphic designer. Hey, help me with this. And like little projects like that. Um, I would take pretty much anything I could find. Somebody needed me to write a blog. I would write a blog. Um, then I started getting more people asking me about social. I My passion and what I know I'm truly good at is stories, fleshing out the why, and video content. I love video, but I also love written content and social content. I mean, they all work together, right? So I it was kind of a matter of, it wasn't necessarily plans, like, hey, I'm going to become this social and digital marketing agency. And I still don't necessarily define us that way uh, because I really want to focus on the story. Like no matter what it is you need, remember that like emails and blogs and your website and your social media, those are all tactics. Everyone kind of forgets that. Like at the heart of your marketing strategy is your story. You need a story and you need a mess messaging first. So that's kind of how I position us and what I say we do. And once we have that, we can figure out the tactics and execute everything else around that. But until we have the story, we don't have anything. 
Yeah, that's so important. We were, it's funny because I'm starting to see common themes between the women that I have on this podcast. And I had a woman on, I think it was three episodes now. And she said the exact same thing. If you don't have your story, you don't have a brand. You need to draw people in. So I think it's funny that I'm seeing these common themes time after time again, um, that are all, you know, showing as important in you guys' lives and the work that you do. Absolutely. And not even only for myself. And obviously it's for my clients. And you realize how many people aren't telling their stories. And that's that's fine. There's those of us that know how to do that well. And I think I think none of us are really that good at doing it for ourselves. Like I even had to take a, a step back and look at myself and I said, hey, I'm telling all my clients stories, but I'm not doing it for myself. I need to do a better job of that. So I wonder, is that now where the podcast comes in? So First off, congratulations on the start of your new podcast. Um, with you. Rob. I saw on Instagram that you just started, I think it was last week. Um, yeah. So do you want to talk mm-hmm. a little bit about the podcast and what inspired you to set out on this new journey of podcasting? Yeah, no, absolutely. And you hit the nail right on the head there. It's uh, That's really one of my first steps to starting to tell my own story and really hone in on my purpose and what I'm passionate about and, you know, treat myself like the client, right? (laughs) So when it's like you're creating content and telling stories for all your clients, you start to forget about yourself. And I realized, Hey, so much of why people like working with me and why they want to, or should want to work with me is my story. And I'm not doing a good job of sharing that. So when I really did some personal work, and professional work earlier this year and took a look at my core values, I came to health and happiness. And um, I just realized those were the two core things that are most important to me. And health, because I had gone through around the time that I mentioned to you, getting laid off, there were a bunch of other things that happened in um, my personal life that you know, we're just really taxing emotionally, physically, mentally from, you know, everything from a death of a child in my family to um, the ending of a long-term relationship to a hurricane hitting South Florida and having, you know, damage to my house to then falling off the roof because of that and breaking my wrist. It was just like, it was a lot all at once. And the way I handled the stress of that um, caused me to get sick and just have these auto, all, all I could say at this point that I know from the doctors I went to was like, have all of these autoimmune responses and autoimmune issues as far as my body, um, kind of attacking itself. And so then I realized, wow, like if I'm not healthy, I'm definitely not happy. I'm not able to do the things that I love from working out or living without pain and being comfortable to working and growing a business. So that's how I came to my core values. And when I looked at that, I care so much about health. It's something that is so important to me after going through that experience. So I said, you know what, I want to tell health stories because when I was in Alabama and at WPLG in South Florida, I actually created these fitness series at both of my stations and just because I was so interested in, and they gave me the opportunity to do it. So in Alabama, I was highlighting 
different local businesses from like self-defense classes to bar classes to a boxing gym. And then in South Florida, I ended up losing like over 40 pounds and competing in my first bodybuilding competition. And I did this whole nine week series on it. And I just loved being able to share that journey and get other people involved because health is just something like I'm always interested in learning about. And I see how interested other people are too. And always, it's just always kind of like figuring out what's right for me and my health journey because we all need our health at the end of the day. So fast forward to now, I was like, you know what? There was a reason I wanted to do that. And that was so interested in it and with all of these other things that happened in my life i want to tell stories around health fitness wellness um i had gotten into ever since like the autoimmune issues i had gotten into learning more about plant-based eating and just different holistic roots so i'm super interested in learning from other health professionals but also going back to being a journalist they have to be willing to tell their story they have to have a story. There's a reason why they do what they do. And if there's not, then they're probably not right for the podcast. But most of the time, we are all doing something in our lives, no matter what it is. It doesn't have to be health, fitness, wellness related. Um, there's a reason that we're there. And there's a re- if we're living our purpose, there's a reason that we ended up on that path and that journey. So I want to know what that is from these business owners. And also if or how they overcame a health challenge in their life. Because I see that as I'm interviewing more people, I see that they've overcome something that's led them to helping others do the same thing. And that's really the theme around the podcast. It's lift you up inspiring health stories and just hearing from, you know, those in the health, fitness, wellness industries who have their own business and are, are building their business, helping other people, but really understanding the why of how they got there. And I'm being totally inspired through it and learning as well. So it's a lot of fun. You touched on one of the many reasons I love entrepreneurship is because it brings something into this world that wasn't there formerly and allows you to explore other people's why. So when you're talking about what motivates and inspires you, I'm thinking about my why and what I do, what I do. And it's it's very similar to yours. It's like pursuing a passion and you know, getting to someone else's purpose and allowing them to tell that story. So when you, you know, kind of pivoted from your career as a TV reporter and in that kind of media space to being an entrepreneur, did you feel like everything was being aligned, the stars were being aligned, that it was, (laughs) you know, the right thing? Um, no, (laughs) no, I didn't. Um, and I'll tell you why, because it, One, it wasn't necessarily a plan, but sometimes that leads to the best things. Um, I love, there were certain things I loved about being a reporter. And I definitely went through like mourning that in a sense and missing certain aspects of the job. But then I'm thrown into full-time entrepreneurship and I was like terrified and I was getting sick and I just, I didn't know if, I I mean, there was a, there's a lot of stress early on Mm -hmm. Um, and there's always stress with it. I mean, you're responsible for you. And then at some point you're responsible for other people (laughs) and there's a lot of weight that comes with it and a lot of moving pieces. So I was in the beginning. And again, it's just, it's about survival. So in the beginning, I'm saying yes to everything, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm saying yes to things that 
I would never say yes to now, but hey, you want to do this or I'll pay you to do that or I'll pay you to do this? Like, sure, because I'm just trying to figure out a way to make it to the next day, make it to the next month and grow a business. But then when I finally had a second to breathe and take a step back and say, okay, out of all these things that I'm doing and helping people with, what do I like and enjoy the most? What do I feel like I can help people with the most? What do I feel like I'm most successful at and help other people be the most successful at? So once I started finally doing that, And I'd say that's a much more recent thing within the last six months or so. When I really started to take a step back and do that is when I felt like I became much more in line with my purpose. Because you learn what to say yes to, what to say no to. Because you can still have be an entrepreneur and have your business and be unhappy. And I saw myself starting to go down that path early on. And I said, okay. I'm going to do this and I'm going to work as hard as I work (laughs) because I can do something much easier and work for somebody else and not have the stress of having to bring in my own money. Right. Um, So if I'm going to do this, work as hard as I work, um, I've got to be like totally happy. Like I've got to be all in just having so much fun with it. Not every day is going to be amazing or the best day ever. And there's still going to be really difficult days, but I have to feel like, hey, this is all worth it because I'm doing really what I love. So it was when I started doing that work and really started thinking about that and always going back to, okay, does this feel right? Is this what I want to do? Yes or no kind of thing. And having more of those open conversations with myself that I started to feel much more in line with my purpose. And I think that's where the podcast comes in too. And because it's a podcast, but not, it's not only a podcast, it's a video podcast as well, where I'm back on camera and I am hosting and uh, kind of fulfilling that part of me that I didn't really realize I liked so much because remember, I didn't want to be on camera initially, but I realized how much I have learned over the years and I grew and it's such a skill set that takes time to get good at and be comfortable with. And I'm like, you know what? I have this skill. Like I should be using it uh, to my own advantage because I mean, I like it and I can help others. So I feel like I'm finally back in it now, like using the things that I really liked and I was good at from news and journalism and incorporating them into creating my own content now and i'd have to give a shout out to to marta siebenhar who's someone i worked with uh, a coach of mine who really just told me like this word that i can't get out of my mind and she's like this is what you always wanted was storytelling on your terms mm-hmm. right <laughs> so it's like in news it's telling the story of the day but this is always what i want i never thought of it that way and when she said storytelling on your terms i was like that is it And that was where the podcast and my own content comes from. Of course, I still create content and work with my team to create content for the clients, um, which is great. And I love seeing them grow as well. But I really just started feeling much more fulfilled when I could do it for myself as well. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And I know I mentioned um, the podcast episode I did with Kate Pearson. And what she said that really stuck with me is that entrepreneurship and this entrepreneurial journey you're on is the greatest self-discovery journey you'll ever take in your life. And I thought there was nothing more true to that is that you are truly digging deep to figure out your passion, your why, and it's not always a pretty picture. Right. 
and, and it's work. It's not necessarily something that's on the surface. I think you do have to do some of that personal work and really look inside yourself and, and ask yourself, like, you'll know, Hey, I like to do this. I don't like to do that. But really digging deep and like, what's at my core? What are my values? And making sure, I mean, because your business is you. So making sure those values are incorporated with your business. Um, and as much as I love health and fitness, wellness and all of that, I said, hey, like those are some of the clients I want to be working with as well. So why don't I start creating content for that community? Like that's really where this came from, right? Like you, you attract what you put out there. So I, once I was like, I wouldn't have gotten to this point and be creating this content for this community if I didn't do that work and come to those core values. So, I mean, that's just been, that's been the fun of this. And I, I really like now is where I really feel aligned with my purpose and then I'm really doing the right thing. And I'm also able to give back. Um, which is, which is nice. It's, it's really fun. Um, but the, I love that about the self-discovery journey because there's nothing truer than that. That's a really good one. <laughs> so I'm really interested in, you know, daily routines of entrepreneurs. So can you walk us through a quote unquote normal day in your life? And I know people laugh at this because <laughs> there's no such thing as, yeah. you know, a normal day, but is there anything that you see as a routine Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm like the worst person to ask this because I've been struggling to get a routine. And I've been saying this probably for the last year um, because it's, it's all over the place. And of course, now the circumstances that we're in um, with this, these stay at home orders, uh, I guess, depending on where you live right now, but our routines are all totally thrown off. So I'd say in in this right now where we are, it's definitely a little bit difficult because there's no separation between like home, work, uh, workout, eat, sleep, like it's all the same thing. So I tend to, I have, I will be honest, I have a very um, bad habit of like waking up, hopping right on the computer, starting right into something. Um, and staying there for like the next 12 hours and, you know, eating when I get hungry. This is a very bad answer clearly because the routine is awful. Um, but that is something and going back to the podcast and health that I have to get better at. And I'm like, I'm on my own journey to get a better routine. Um, when I was not crazy trying to launch this podcast, um, last week, I put a lot of time in, in getting it done. I'd say that took a lot of my time over the last couple of weeks. So, but prior to that, it's definitely wake up, get a workout in, have a green smoothie, start on work. For me, if I can, now again, these last couple of weeks, I've been bad about it. If I can, I actually try to start my days later. I try not to take any meetings or calls before 10, if not like 9.30. I will if absolutely necessary, uh, just because I know I'm the type of person who doesn't, I have a hard time turning it off and I have a hard time stopping. So if I can have, and I'm an early riser, so if I can have the hours between 6.30 and 9.30 to do what I need for myself, I do try to block that off. Um, and then my re the rest of my day can be for work. Um, so that's really the only thing thing that I can say I kind of try to build in when I'm not going a little bit crazy 
producing content and um, working on projects for clients. But next week, <laughs> mark my words, next week is my week I get back to that. <laughs> Yeah, I think you touched on something super important that, you know, I feel like some people I'm super type A and I think, oh, I need to stay on the same routine, the same schedule as before all this happened. And the reality is circumstances are so different now. And I think you touched it, touched on it perfectly that, you know, we are living in unprecedented times and things that motivated you pre quarantine are probably not the same things that motivate you now and keep you going now. And, you know, routines do have to change if a little extra time in the morning is what you need to set your day off, you know, on the right track, then that's what you need to do. And there's no shame in it whatsoever. Yeah, no, totally. And you got to just take the time for you. I mean, all of us are dealing with this differently. And there's no one right way or one wrong way. Um, I've definitely had a hard time with the routine, but I've, you know, just talking to others, everyone's kind of in the same boat. So one of the things I'm trying to do as well is just be kinder to myself. You, I start to hear more and more people say that, like, be kind to yourself, be nice to yourself. Don't be so hard on yourself all the time. I think us type A's can do that. So, you know, it's like, oh, I didn't get the workout in today, or I spent too many hours on the computer this day. Like, it's okay. Tomorrow's another day <laughs> and, and we'll get it done then. So. Yeah, that's so true. Be kind to yourself is something that I have seen like trending and I'm so glad people are taking that approach to it. I think it's very important. Exactly. So another thing I love to ask, and I kind of jokingly say now that I feel like I'm going to start a book club because I always ask people who come on this podcast, what is a book, a resource, or a podcast that you love and want to share with the audience? And I've had so many good responses that I need to start compiling all of these. Um, but what what for you? Is there a book, a resource, or a podcast that you love and want to share? Oh my gosh. <laughs> that is such a good question. Okay, so... There is a podcast that I actually really love and listen to pretty re religiously every week. Um, it's probably totally nerdy, but it's um, his name is Jason Swank, and he is a former agency owner. Because I have a small boutique agency, marketing agency, he basically brings on other agency owners, and he talks about how to grow and scale your agency, specific to people who are building agencies. That's really helpful for me because there's so many things like, you know, over the last six to eight months, as I grew a lot in a short period of time uh, that I came across that I just didn't have the answers to myself. Um, so I came across his podcast and I just, I mean, I heard so many things that I was able to implement right away in my business. So, I mean, that's been really, really huge and really helpful for me. Um, so I probably spend most of my time as far as podcast listening to his or going back into the archives since he's been podcasting for a while um, because it helps me in my business, my clarity there and um, kind of knowing what the, the next steps are to take when I don't have an answer. Yeah, that's awesome. I feel like that that's true to me as well. And a lot of other people that I've interviewed is their favorite book resource and podcast is things that they can relate almost instantaneously into their lives and what they're growing. Um, so I'll definitely be sure to link that one in the show notes if people are in a similar position and think that that would be useful for them. Awesome. So lastly, my last question is where can the audience find you? 
Okay, great. Yeah. Um, well, first, I would love to say connect with me on LinkedIn. My name is Tamika Bickham. You can find me there. Um, I'm also on Instagram at Tamika Bickham TV or Facebook as well. And um, my website is tbmediagroup.com. And then if you want to find the podcast, it's anywhere you listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I was about to say you have to say the podcast now, too. Inspiring Health Stories, which is also on my website, which you'll find it there. Well, perfect. Well, Tamika, thank you so much for coming on today and, you know, sharing your story and talking a little bit about your journey with the audience. And uh, we really appreciate you taking the time amid all the craziness that's happening right now to sit down and really provide, you know, an escape for everyone who are looking for something to take them out of the quarantine rut. So thank you so much for your time. No, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. You're, You're an amazing host. So thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Innovator Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave a five-star review. If you know someone that would be a perfect fit for this podcast that I should interview, please email me at theinnovatorpod at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram at theinnovatorpod. Please take care of one another and practice social distancing, and we'll see you next week on the Innovator Podcast.